0: host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we jump in, I wanted to make sure that you know that I do a free live training most Thursdays at noon central. It's called the Care Points Difference. In this training, I share what care points are, why they matter, and how to construct them so that what you're doing becomes more naturally attractive to those you serve. And equally important, there are ways to set up those care points so that your membership becomes easier to run, which is critically important if you're running your organization with a lean team or with mostly volunteers. Providing a great member experience can seem like this thing that just automatically happens because you're, of course, committed to doing the right things for your members, but people get busy balls get dropped, committee chairs change, and sometimes the right things simply don't get done. Intentionally designing care points changes that, and the effect is magical. Your members will feel the difference, and you'll love the result. Faster joins, more enthusiastic engagement, and renewals that happen without hesitation. If you'd like to join me for the next training, you'll find the details and a sign-up form at joyofmembership.com carepoints. I'd love to see you there. And now, with no further ado, let's get on with this week's show. This week's guest is Kevin Earhart Sutton. Kevin is the National Office Administrator for the Wilderness Education Association, When I asked Kevin to send me a quick bio for this intro, do you know what he put in the very first line? That in life, he's the full-time parent to a two-year-old, and that they go on a lot of bike rides to local parks. I love that about him. For most of us, myself included, a little snippet about our family gets tagged on to the last sentence after we talk about everything that we do professionally. But not Kevin. That part came first. Now, at the Wilderness Education Association, Kevin is involved in just about everything. Managing the website, taking care of members and member relations, managing the finances, streamlining programming, the list goes on and on. He says that the work seems to involve making a lot of spreadsheets, but that he's pretty good at it, so he really doesn't mind. I think you'll enjoy meeting Kevin in this conversation. So let's jump on in. Hey, Kelvin, welcome to the program. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Hey, Joy. So why don't we start out by you sharing who you are and who your organization helps.
1: Uh, I am Kevin Earhart Sutton. I'm the National Office Administrator for the Wilderness Education Association. And we help anyone in the outdoor industry, which is a very, very large term because there's so many different segments of the industry.
0: Tell us what the association typically does for your members, like what services and member supports do you offer?
1: So the big thing that the, the WEA does is provide standards and credentialing for emerging professionals and established professionals in the industry. So one example is our certified outdoor educator program, which is for you know, experienced professionals in the industry who might not have gone through any other WA program but want to challenge the process to show that they have met the criteria that we have set not that we created it it's been around for you know decades we're just the first people to write it down so showing that they have the experience and the ability to lead others in the outdoors and to create those formative experiences to then become leaders themselves that's what we do just making a standardized curriculum for anyone who wants to teach in the outdoors
0: as you try to attract new members to the organization, what sorts of things are you doing?
1: Just following best practices and industry standards for all of our programs, making everything accessible to everyone. One of the the really exciting things for me is now that we have this new website through Wild Forgot, we were able to both initiate a new committee for diversity, equity, and inclusion. But because we were building a new website, we have a whole section of resources on that specifically for the outdoor industry. So providing a place for people to see that, to show that there is representation within the industry. It's something very near to my heart. And I think that's a major benefit to the industry, specifically for what we do in terms of credentialing. I think some of the benefits that we provide for the membership is a standardized place to come and find the things that you're looking for. If you choose to go with our programming, if you choose to become a WEA instructor, we have a spot for any organization who wants to become a part of the, the WEA. So that they can then offer their pro their courses and programming through their individual outdoor programming curriculum mm-hmm. the the cool thing about it is if they were to offer it they don't have to follow like check this box to make sure that you've done it it's more of here's the thing that the organization does and here's how what we do meets up with the criteria that the wa has set so it's a very fluid thing that members both individually and organizations can come to and say This fits with what we're doing and we want to do this with you.
0: I like that you've made it flexible, that you're taking into account that different organizations and different members have needs that may change over time. And being able to flex your model to meet those needs makes a lot of sense.
1: I think that's important in industry, but I think just in life in general, being flexible and being adaptive to the changing needs of both the individual and the group. And it's something that I see a lot in other organizations that I approve of and and follow myself. But I think adopting that criteria into your own life is, is how we all grow as people and as educators.
0: Speaking of organizations needing to be flexible, this year has probably been interesting for your organization as it has been for many. How has the pandemic impacted your members and the outdoor industry?
1: It's impacted the industry significantly. Specific for the WEA as an organization, it has only impacted us financially because the WEA doesn't run our courses like I don't run courses. All of our courses are run through organizational members, and that's where it's hit our membership because. With the restricted groups and no one being able to go spend time with each other in a setting, even outdoors in the beginning, no courses are being run. So I think in 2020, we had maybe one outdoor leader training course that ran out of the 34 members and accredited members that we have, which is, I mean, it's rough because these students need that time and that opportunity in their college lives. And if they don't take the college path, if they take a professional path, they need the time to have the experience and, and be in the woods and be having that, that teaching connection with both the place and their fellow students, getting that feedback. So the pandemic has hit the industry very, very hard. If you look at the the numbers for recreation across state parks, local parks, national parks, BLM, Forest Service, everything is, is just tanked over the last year. But the really good part about it is things are turning around. Just outdoor recreation in general was on the rise for the last couple of decades. but especially over the last year where everyone's stuck inside and couldn't go outside, it's just exploding now. I mean, you go outside or you go to any kind of natural area or wild area, or even just your local city park, which is a different kind of wild area. There's so many people out there and it's really, really exciting to see. The potential for, for new partnerships to come in or just to connect with someone you wouldn't typically connect with is astounding. And I'm very excited about it.
0: That's good to hear. I interviewed a few weeks ago, the executive director of a community garden, and she you know, was experiencing some of the same things that you talked about, how the impact of having to be closed for a while was a challenge, but always looking for you know, the new opportunities and how can we reach people in different ways and starting to see upswing of things coming back.
1: Yeah, I think it's a full paradigm shift that we're experiencing right now. Processes have to be changed and while both the states and the world are going to return to a normal it's going to be a new normal and i think there's going to be progress in areas in which we're kind of suspect in the past i can't think of any concrete examples right now cuz i'm just kind of talking but i think i i don't think i know it's going to be for really the better i know programs are going to come out stronger the the amount of community involvement is going to be stronger and everything is going to just be so much more personalized, the relationship between individual and business has changed. And I think it's for the better.
0: So as you look forward into the future, is there anything that you're particularly excited about that the association is planning for its members?
1: We have a couple of things in the works that I can't talk about yet because it's not public knowledge. So stay tuned for those details. They're going to be very good for existing members and for anyone who looks at coming into the W.A., but that's all I can say right now.
0: The veil of mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the spice of life is uh, Absolutely. Just dangling a little bit of a carrot out front.
0: Where can people connect to learn more about your work, about W.E.A.?
1: We have a bunch of avenues. You can contact us through the website and just look at much of our information on the website at weainfo.org. You can contact me directly on my work cell, which is 971-208-5751. Email is a great way to get a hold of me, nationaloffice at weainvo.org. I'm in the Portland, Oregon area. So if you want to hang out in a park somewhere, I'm fully vaccinated. So I'd be happy to meet up with you somewhere. The cool thing about the WA, which I didn't mention earlier, is that we're a decentralized network. So I'm in Portland. The executive director, Ryan Carlson, is in Black Mountain, North Carolina, We have board members in Oklahoma, Arkansas, North Carolina, Georgia. So we're all over the States and you can find all the contact information for the board members on our website. So if you're in one of those areas and you want to meet up, I'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah.
0: I, I actually have quite a few people in my audience who are involved with nature sites, community gardens, those sorts of entities. So there may be some natural relationships that uh, could emerge. Thank you so much for being here today, Kevin. I really appreciated you sharing a little bit about WEA and how you approach member services. It's been great to hear that story. here, back with a few thoughts about this week's episode. The word that stood out for me the most from my interview with Kevin was flexibility. Flexibility, being nimble, trying new approaches. It sounds like what a lot of us have been doing for the past year, doesn't it? like Kevin said, when a big part of what you do involves certification programs, and those you certify can't get together to be certified, that does have a rather significant impact. But he mentioned that it had been important to be adaptive, not just for his industry or in running a membership program, but just as a way of being in life, because that's how we grow as people And that's how those who are involved with the Wilderness Education Association grow as educators. I really like that perspective. Now, I should have asked Kevin if he's just naturally a philosopher, or if spending all that time in the great outdoors with WEA simply reminds him of what's most important in life. I didn't think to do that during the interview. Maybe I'll do it the next time we find ourselves on a Zoom together. Now, as I bring this week's episode to a close, I'd like to remind you that Journey Care is here as a tool for you. As you're looking for new ways to serve members, new ways to provide personalized experiences, and new ways to amplify the work that you're doing, Journey Care is a great tool to help you do that. One of the primary reasons why I developed the Journey Care platform is because I wanted my clients to have a better way to build their member experiences. I wanted it to be as simple as if we know X about someone, then do A, B, and C. But if we know Y about someone, then do D and E and F instead. In a nutshell, you can use the tools inside Journey JourneyCare to automatically do what you'd probably love to do on a one-on-one basis with every person that you serve. The effect when you do it well is simply magical so if you are interested in seeing a tour of journey care you can jump on my schedule and i will be happy to show you around you can do that by going to either joyofmembership.com/software or just go directly to journeycare.app that's .app app not .com I hope you enjoyed this week's interview with Kevin. I will be back here next week with another great interview. And in the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.